Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, kill! Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And when I do mean welcome back, I mean welcome back. It's the season, the second season, uh, as you could say, a second season of our own uh, after a beefy 35 episode season one. Uh, glad to say welcome back after many technical difficulties and such. Um, Blessed to welcome my co-host down there from Allen, Texas himself, Jared. Jared, how you doing, man? Well, my dog won't leave me alone right now. She's just sitting here on my leg trying to be a part of this, I think. I don't <clears throat> I don't think she's ever been a part of an episode, so I think now she wants to finally be a part. Season two, she's like, hey, I want to start being a part of things, so. Ooh, mm-hmm. Sadie coming in for season two. Yeah, so we got her in for season two, apparently. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a hell of a layover, man. I mean... What I mean, last episode was June of last year, I think, and obviously some things happened. I moved. I mean, shit, we can't get your computer figured out to save our lives either. That doesn't help. So, yeah, had some had some mad technical difficulties over here for a little bit, but uh, hopefully that's all squared away now, and you know we can get back to doing uh, what we love, which is talking, uh, you know, just Colorado sports, mainly the Avs, because. Uh, the Nuggets kind of bowed out early, but was kind of to be expected. Um, I, and I, here's the thing, man. I, I, I don't want to hear the, the slander of, of like, oh, Joke, Jokic isn't, isn't a two-time MVP. There, there's no shot. If he's not on that team, they don't make the fucking playoffs, dude. No shot in hell they make the playoffs. We, we both know that. Everybody who has a brain knows that. So excluding Philadelphia 76ers fans, it makes sense why he's going to be another champion yes it would have sucked if he got swept but i mean denver fell into that trap of they want to shoot the three ball against golden state you can't do it monte was probably your only prolific three-point shooter through the whole series i mean bones had a little bit of a stretch in game four where he hit three in a row from what 30 30 35 feet pretty much i mean outside of that you, you had no you had no production none yeah and i mean 
just the the greatness of Jokic and what he is to that franchise. I mean, without him, Jared, you take away his impact just numbers wise, and you are looking at a team with the same record extrapolated throughout the year as the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that says a lot, considering where they were. And, I mean, hats off to them. They, they battled it out the last two, three games against Golden State. The difference between a 4-1 victory and a 3-2, if it were like right now, a 3-2 Denver lead is 10 points. So, you know, outmatched with, with that team. Um, but Jokic proved that he is a playoff riser. He is one of the best floor raisers in the game, probably all time right now. And without him, I mean, Denver would be in a hell of a, hell of a lot of hurt. So uh, hats off to him. He's already back in Serbia right now. Um, probably won't even claim the second MVP trophy until next year when he comes back. And I mean, it's, it's worth noting, too, since we're just going to go, we're going to fire through a bunch of apparently all the, the pro, at least most of the pro teams for Denver. The Rockies got on a little bit of an early season run there and then just dropped four in a row to Philly, which is fine. I mean, the, the thing you're noticing, though, and I've even seen a lot of a lot of people on Twitter are mentioning this. Why are batting averages are down? Home runs are down. Runs scored are down. It's almost like MLB is tinkering with the baseball again when they knew they had all these prolific pitchers coming up for, for big raises. And now it's like, oh, now we got hitters who are coming up for raises. Mm, we should deaden the ball so their averages look like shit. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Chad Cool has been by far the best addition uh, I've seen thus far. Um, Gritchick made that amazing catch in Texas, which we were there for, by the way. Phenomenal. Um, and I, I, I honestly believe we are in the last year or two of seeing Charlie Blackman in a Rockies uniform. Yep. But, I mean, hats off to the Rockies for, you know, I mean, the first month. They, I mean, they kind of do what the Rockies have done the past few uh, couple seasons. They, um, you know, they have a really potent lineup when healthy, uh, offensively and a little bit defensively, too. Um, but I think Chris Bryant had a great start before he went on the 10 day IL. Um, he had a, a whopping hit streak going, uh, same time as Connor Joe and CJ Crown, man. Let me just tell you. I am so glad the Rockies signed this dude because going back to what, I mean, the few episodes where we did talk about the Rockies, he was always a guy that you and I agreed on that the Rockies should keep. And I, he might be kind of that guy until the Rockies can figure out who they want to put at first base. And the, their, their next really big need is going to be second base again. Um, Brendan Rogers just has not panned out at all. Um, uh, Alan Trejo has been a great little replacement for the time being. Um, the Rockies yesterday called up their number four prospect. I cannot remember his name and I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyways. So I'm not even going to try. Um, it, it's just, there, there's so many, there, there's just so many question marks on 
on on the club right now. Marquez hasn't looked in form. Freeland can't seem to find his 2017 stuff anymore. Uh, John Gray has been horrible for the Rangers, which just makes me laugh hysterically, which is fine. Um, Senza threw a great game yesterday. Granted, it's against the three and now 12 um, Cincinnati Reds. So, I mean, don't really, I, I wouldn't put too much stake in that. I'm really, all, all things considered, Gomber and Cool have been the best two pitchers this year, and that's not good for when you've dropped a five-year extension on Kyle Freeland with really one good year of production from him. Yeah, and it's always been, you know, the Rockies pitching woes. Um, but the, I don't know, I feel like there's just the mindset is that they can have the offense to cover up that. But everyone knows that when it gets down to the nit grit, that, you know, you're going to need good pitching. Um, that's the, the long and short of it in today's league. And I, I feel like MLB, just as a whole, is trying to find a way to grow the game and make it interesting for younger fans. So I feel like, you know, they're trying to get, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, big hits, big hits. Um, but at the same time, you just, you need pitching. And um, yeah, when when Daniel Bard's your closer, I mean, nothing against Daniel Bard. The dude has a great, fantastic story. But you're going to need a little bit more help as well down the line, I think. Well, and he's not even the closer anymore, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure they passed off to... Oh, I can't even think of the guy's name now. Great, now I'm going to have to go to the MLB app. I mean, I'm, I'm almost positive he hasn't closed outside of the first weekend because he started getting yippy again. I mean, it, I, it does seem like they are a little bit deeper in the bullpen. <clears throat> um, why, why they still employ Tyler Kinley, I will never understand. That, that will never make sense to me. Um, Cologne, sorry, Alex Cologne, that's who it is. And, I mean, he's been doing really well in tight situations. He's a high-leverage guy, for sure, which is, which is what they need. And um, if he's, I mean, he's got two saves, which is awesome. I don't know how many opportunities he's had to get saves. Looks like just a couple here and there, but, I mean... It, Chad Cool is still by far your best pitcher, and it's just they gotta they gotta figure they gotta figure it out and they gotta figure it out quick because the the NL West might might be right now one of the best divisions in baseball, <clears throat> and it, it's kind of True. the same trajectory you're seeing with the Central being one of the best divisions in hockey. I mean, it, at, at one point I think it was earlier in the week or late last week, the NL West had four ten win teams in their own division. The entire AL had three. Like the AL is just kind of a, a who's who and a microcosm of shitty baseball, no matter how you look at it. And I, I honestly believe in the next CBA that they try to approve, they very well could because now they've put in a universal DH. So there's no need for an AL NL split anymore. They could go to a straight up six, six conferences or six divisions in two conferences, call it East and West if you want, like the NHL does. Yeah. And and they could we could have honestly Texas, uh, Houston, probably Milwaukee and Chicago in one division with Colorado, and I think that would put a ton of pressure on Colorado to start performing because right now you're in an NL West with 
LA, who's always been good. San Francisco, who has ups and downs. San Diego doesn't know what they want to be with their identity. They'll figure it out in 16, 20 years, whatever the hell it ends up being. And Arizona will streak for two years and then shit the bed for the next 20. There's just no in between with them. So, and Colorado is the most inconsistent team in all of baseball out short of the Oakland athletics. I would say Colorado is the most inconsistent team in, in the major leagues. Yeah. I mean, you want inconsistencies that, uh, you know, the Rockies got swept by a team that got no hit the next game. So there it is. I mean, after a great start to, you know, Definitely. I mean, but it's it's to be expected for Rockies fans recently, unfortunately. Um, All right. Well, I'm tired of talking about the Rockies because I yeah. it, it, I just can't do it anymore. Really quick. I want to give a shout out to Guffy Chan on Twitter. I finally got some stuff from her and I put it on Twitter. Obviously, I put it up with my two stadium series things I have. I've got an old school abs thing in my diploma up above my desk because I, I don't decorate my office at work, apparently. Um, just, just seeing this, <clears throat> I know you guys can't see it, but we're on a, on a video chat. So I, I got the road to the cup, little five by seven. It's got 16 little hockey circles to mark off the 16 wins, mission 16W, like it always is. This might be one of the coolest art pieces I think I have. I mean, I've got some cool, I got some cool shit up here. I mean, I've got Coors Field Stadium Series, the Air Force Academy, limited 25, number 25 of 220. I mean, I've got some cool stuff. This might be my favorite, like by far. I mean, the, the level of detail, I mean, I, I, I was kind of shocked McCarty didn't have like a Slurpee in his, in his saddle. I thought that would have been a fun touch. Um, <laughs> McKinnon's got um, an Xbox controller, which is cool as shit. And, I mean, there's just there's so many like cool like little details in there, like on the hats. Um, she posted a picture on Twitter. Um, like on the hats, it's got a bunch of cool stuff too. Um, like Landis Cog's hat has L and L on it for his two daughters. Um, McKinnon's, I think you can see the McKinnon's hat or saddle has his uh, his Twitch channel name, which is just hilarious <laughs> too. Um, but and, and I'm pretty sure I think there was. Yeah, Dinger's in there too, which is really cool. Um, so, I this round, and by the way, fuck you, Nashville. Okay, fuck you, because I had my entire next week planned out for the Avs to be here in Dallas. I, I was ready. I was like, okay, if the Avs play Monday, I'm I'm in. I'm at American Airlines on Friday, and I'm there on Sunday. Perfect. If they play Tuesday, I'm there on Saturday and I'm there again on Monday. I don't care. I will spend the money. Let's do it. And then you fucking blow a four goal lead. How do you do that? How? How? Yeah. And it, it was just one of those things, man, where the Avs, they, they couldn't do anything about it. It was it was out of their hands. They had already clinched, locked up their spot. It was all about the movement between Dallas and Nashville and Nashville choked. Yeah. And when I say choked, I mean they choked. They were up, like you said, for nothing. Then a fight broke out at the same time that a goal was scored to make it 4-1. And Arizona just used that. And 
in a way, watching that, I was like, oh, if Nashville chokes this, you know, we're, we're playing Nashville. This is the team that we're going to play. I went to bed. It was and four nothing. Yeah. I was like, so, perfect. Uh, I get Dallas. We get Dallas. That's probably the best fucking matchup we could have asked for. Now we get Nashville. Fuck that. I don't care if they don't have UC Soros, bro. The way they kind of just imposed themselves on Colorado four nights ago, like three nights ago now, I'm sorry. Um, I guess it'll be four when we, when we release this on uh, Sunday, May 1st. Um, I, I, the, the way they just, it, it seemed like um, Sissons was just able to run around and do whatever he wanted. Um, I, I, I think what's going to be the big X factor in this series, I know we're kind of getting off, off topic like usual, but the, the big X factor in this series is going to be can Samuel Girard play defense this in, in these 20s, 30 some odd games that we're going to play, hopefully going deep into June and early July. Yeah. I, I mean, he I got mean, walked by Philip Forsberg. Granted, that was probably the most disgusting set of hands I've seen in a while. And Kemper made a great save, but you can't, you cannot give uh, Nashville any sort of opportunity to put Forsberg out there against your second pairing. Your third pairing has a better chance of stopping him than the second pairing does. Like, and, and we've been jumping on locked on avalanches, um, Twitter spaces recently. Yeah, and, been in been an awesome time too. And, it's and been a lot and, of fun. And I, I said it to Kyle and I said it to everybody who's in there. I think the first night I was in there when they were I don't remember who they were playing, but I, I said it to them and I said, Gerard's expendable to me. I I mean look at um is it Jordan or Justin Gross with the Eagles? I can't remember what the hell his name is. And I, I know it's gross, but he got AHL first uh first team all-star which is fucking phenomenal and Kiefer Sherwood's second yeah. team well deserved I mean there's a guy who can step in Jacob McDonald is a guy who we've sorely missed who can versatility easily, you can easily play that role for Gerard and I, I and I think Sackick might be looking to move on now there are a lot of storylines going into the series the Matt Duchesne revenge tour the Samuel Gerard revenge tour the Colorado Avalanche 2017 revenge tour. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting storylines here. Granted, Pecorine will forever be too good right now. Um, if you don't understand that meme, you got to go watch Urinating Tree on YouTube. It might be some of the funniest shit you ever watch in your lifetime. Um, he'll probably do a hater's guide to the 22 playoffs, probably post it tomorrow. I hope it gets posted tomorrow. I mean, the East has been locked up for months at this point. Um, but David Riddich, great goalie. I don't think they can hold up to the firepower and Colorado sat basically their entire first two lines of everybody last night against Minnesota. I'll be honest with you. I watched 10 minutes. First 10 minutes. I turned it off. I was like, I I, uninspired hockey. I, the, the McDermott penalty, was it a knee? Was it not a knee? Personally, I don't think he extended it, but we've seen some pretty bad kneeing calls in that building. So, mm. <laughs> Greenway. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. Oh, you went Greenway? <laughs> Matt fucking Cook. There you go. On Tyson Berry in 2014. I will never forget that. That changed that series. I'll forever say that. Yeah. But, yeah. Greenway that, was the guy that took out Byram last year. 
basically shelved them for well, the year. Him um, and um, what's what's his fucking face from Nash uh, from Vegas, which by the way, over seventeen in shootouts in three games. Oh, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs with that shit. Sorry, you don't. They got beat seven to three by a primary color, my friend. That, I'm, o- I'm I mean, okay with that. <laughs> I'm all right with it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know this this Avs team and and just going back and watching the regular season dominance while missing guys and it it, it, it was like a hodgepodge. You you would get like two thirds of the Avs, you know, like not all the way there. Like one key cog missing in Mac for a little bit, you know, some with Landeskog, some with you know Nuke's been out for a little bit, like here and there throughout the season. But every single game with Nashville, Jared had just a weird vibe to it and it just it was like they you know they they know how to disjoin us almost um but out of the utter dominance that the Avs showed uh just throughout their season and i mean hats off to them 119 points man like they i mean that's there's a lot more uh, at stake, you know, we all we all want the cup, but Nashville as a first round, I, I'd say abs in six. The one good thing that we have is that we are fully healthy coming into this, and I mean fully healthy. Yeah, I mean the 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 major th- issue, and I've been loving this new website that I that I found through Twitter, um, StatMuse. Um, like, like you were talking about with guys being out. I mean, we I put it out there after I after I made the very in my opinion, the best claim I could have made for an abs player and yes, our in, first viral tweet, you <laughs> know, in a hot <laughs> minute, of. bro, in yeah. a hot fucking yeah, yeah. minute. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those where like, we kind of, I, I just, I was thinking about it. And I was like, because I think he'd been out. He came back in and just really, he changed the entire shift of the game. We put out there, Devon Chaves, is the is the heart of this team change our mind be open forum come tell us why you think he is right and we got a ton of great interaction i mean hardly anybody disagreed people disagreed they said landy i can understand saying the cap okay i that's all i have is captain sweater that's it all three of my sweaters i have are captain sweaters the, the fiance obviously has kale mccarr great choice phenomenal choice um but i mean the and the the thing was and i kind of dove into it a little bit um so with without taves the abs are five no now they're five nine and one because he didn't play last night against minnesota which cool, i don't give a shit it was a throwaway game in minneapolis no one cared yes we were just trying to see uh, like just who Who's going to be a part of that bottom six? Essentially, it was a chemistry game. Exactly, and I mean, without Taves, they're five. They're five nine and one. So I mean, they're at like a three seventy something win points percentage, not winning points. And without Landeskog, I mean, they were what seven eighteen eighteen eight and two now, excluding last night because of obviously uh, obvious reasons. Yeah, um, eighteen eight and two. So. I'm missing Nas. They were nine, one, and one. And missing Miko, they were three, three, and one. 
So, I mean, and, and that's just kind of one of the big things that the Az are able to adapt to not having their best guys every night, having one or two of their best guys out. And I mean, this is something they've dealt with all year. Now against Nashville, they're one in three on the year. I mean, that's why I said weird, like, you know, and it's just here. Here's the dumbest part of it. Colorado Avalanche goals scored in those four games. 16. Nashville Predators goal scored. 16. Fucking dead even in the goal department. Now, and even on power play goals, it's fucking dumb. Five and five. Like, it's, it's, it's dumb shit like this. That where it makes me look at this and go, what? And, I mean, in all reality, it, you put Colorado on the power play right now, I wouldn't be worried, which is concerning to me. And I've said it so many times. Just fucking take Kadri and Landis Cog off the top line. Put them on the second unit. Give us Arturi Lekkinen, who might be one of the greatest free agent pickups Psychic has ever had, or trade deadline acquisitions he's ever had. Yes. And, and give us uh, Valerian Nichushkin. Now, I caught a lot of flack for this, right? I mean, a shitload of flack. Because everyone's like, well, no, because Nas is the guy, dude. I'm like, I, I don't give a shit about player, player roles, player reception. That doesn't fucking bother me. Who were the best five guys to put on the ice at that time? That first power play unit needs a group of guys who will hunt the fucking puck down at all costs. Look at Lekkinen and look at Nachushkin in that sample size when everybody was out and they were on PP1. Killers, man. Puck hunters. They are fucking puck hunters. They kept I mean, puck in this. the zone the entire time. Yeah, I mean, you had Nuke looking like he was Mac out there for stretches. And I'll just leave it at that. Like, they... And the way Lekkonen just gets into the danger zone, and the way he is just a force around the net, it reminds me of a more... <clears throat> a little bit more efficient Brandon Saab, honestly. Um, and just the way that they got better uh, this trade deadline. Um, and I think aspects of the game that they, that they needed to improve on. Um, you know, big reason. I mean, you know, they, they go out and get guys like, uh, you know, Cogliano and Sturm and, you know, guys that can, and I love the Manson pickup too. Um, he is going to be a force in the playoffs if he continues the way he's been playing. And you're absolutely right. And quite frankly, I think Manson, a, a, a pairing of Manson and Bo Byram may be what we see in this series. Um, I'd be all right with that because they'd be going up against what they're, I mean, Nashville's second line. So first or second line, man. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those top two pairings. So, I mean, you've got Makar and Yossi going at it for the heavyweight Norris for the big headline, but it'll be, especially with, with Duchesne, man. I mean, that whole thing just comes full circle. 
wants to play playoff hockey, congrats. You left the team that you wanted to play. Yeah, you know, it's just full circle. Um, it's going to be an interesting series. And just because Saros is out, like Jared said, don't underestimate Nashville. They're a scrappy team. Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier, the games that we played, that when we played them in the regular season, they felt just weird um, compared to other games where we would just slog through, like, the 9-3 shellacking of the Kings, for example. Like, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a hard fought series, but I do think if the abs can stay healthy, they can get it done in six. I, I'm a little bit. I, I want to be a little bit more optimistic. than that, Right. The six, I think, is the conservative pick for for games. Um, uh, obviously, Nashville is going to take at least one in their own barn. Um, two, I don't. I don't have a problem giving them two in their own barn, honestly. Um, anything beyond that, I think, is kind of a red flag moving into uh, round into the next round beyond that. Um, there's just Nashville, their, their entire offense just kind of centers around Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi. Colorado's offense centers around Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Nathan McKinnon, Valeri Nachushkin, Nazem Kadri. The, the, the list goes on and on. Basically take your top 10 and you filter the play around them. Uh, and you're starting to see JT Confer finally come back to where he was in those playoff runs, which is where we need him to be, honestly. I think it was, yep. what was it, 18, it was 18-19 when in the Sharks series, he just kind of fucking took over. Yeah, I was at the game six when he scored to get us on the board. I mean, he rise. He 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 is a riser, my friend. Um, when he, healthy, he is a riser. And and for for all this shit, I give him every single year. I mean, he's still one of the guys I'd like to have back. I mean, EJ had a rena- is having a renaissance year. Um, Kadri obviously in a contract year, best year of his career. Shocking! It's always in a contract every single time. Um, Rantanen is showing out. Right now, um, I think he's having his best point, his best year points wise ever. Um, and, and that's with him missing him. quite a few games, too. Right. And yeah, the, the thing that Miko needs to do, he's going to start shooting the fucking puck. That, that's literally it. I was when I in that 10 minutes I watched last night. I, I just constantly found myself saying, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. It's like he's trying to do too much. Almost. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like he's just trying to he's trying to be a pass first guy when. This team doesn't need him to be a past first guy. He he reminds me a lot of, and this is going to be a very weird comparison. He reminds me a lot of Michael Brad. The guy that you expect to kind of be Zen and hold possession, be a force defensively, create some offense, but when you get your chance, really tuck it. He's really one in one right there. And that we don't need we don't need Miko Rantanen to be pass first. We need him to put the puck in the fucking net and take the eyes off of Nathan McKinnon and take the eyes off of Devon Taves and take the eyes off of Kale McCarr to open up the space. The second Miko's yeah. it's it's literally a direct correlation. Go back and watch the Calgary series in seventeen eighteen. 
1819, sorry. Miko starts fucking scoring goals. Who opens up? Nathan McKinnon. He starts scoring goals too. Who opens up? Colin Wilson. He opens up. Who starts going, starts scoring goals? JT Confer. It's a lateral effect. You take the eyes away from somebody else, someone else is going to start depositing the puck. Yep, it's exactly the problem the Nuggets had with Jokic in their series. You know, they just need a guy that could take that, that uh, could take the pressure off them. Um, essentially, the Avs are blessed in the fact that they have multiple guys that can do that. Um, I mean, just top to bottom, this lineup is a monster, and I would not want to face it in the first round. I mean, looking on the other side of things, you know. So conservatively, six games, yes. Conservatively. If I want to get aggressive with it? Four. They can end it in four. They had they the firepower to end it in four. I don't, I, I don't foresee it being as it was against St. Louis last year, where it was an obvious four and just kind of killed them. But it, it could definitely be a four and just... And I probably a couple of OT games in there, honestly. But uh, the the guys who are really going to have to step up, it's going to have to be Cogliano, Sturm, Logan O'Connor, and Darren Helm. Those are the guys that are going to have to step up, and they're going to have to step up step up in a big time way. Yeah, I mean Cogliano's been invisible last couple games. And, you know, you're going to need him to step up in those important minutes, um, however few they are. Um, I like Sturm's play. I, you know, I think he can be great when he's on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, just continue to let the, the heavy hitters do what they know how to do best. And, I mean, this Avs team will come out with a lot of force game one. I mean, the... If it's evident, the, the, the Coyotes series last year. Um, I mean, you had Landy fighting first 30 seconds of the game. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be charged for sure. And uh, I'm just excited to see it, honestly. I'm excited to see DeShane get his ass whooped. Who is your odd man out? Because obviously... You can only roster 20 a night. Um, uh, and I mean, really, you've got seven, eight, nine. In, in my opinion, you got nine guys who are locked up into a spot. Yeah. You got the three headed monster locked up. You've got Kadri, Arturi, and um, <coughs> Nachushkin locked up. Mm-hmm. Nico Sturm, JT Confer, and Alex Newhook are pretty much fucking shoe ins. Who are your last three? Um, I mean, it's got to be between. Because keep in mind, Ben Myers can't play. Yeah, he's, Myers he, is done. He's a free he, agent. He goes. He, yeah. can, he can go down to the. I think he can go down to the Eagles and play, but I'm not positive on that. He yeah. can. He can still. He can be a black ace. He can do all that. Still be around the club, whatever. I liked his play personally, um, but he, because he's a free agent, he's not eligible for postseason play with the, with the Avalanche. Unlike where Kill McCarr was drafted by Colorado, they held his rights. 
signed him, he can play. It's a completely different story. Yeah. And I mean, just looking down the roster, I mean, LOC's got a role. New Hook's got a role. Kubel's got a role. Um, Helm's got a role, even, you know. And so my mind goes to the defensive side of things. And I, I mean, I honestly start thinking about guys like Ryan Murray and Jack Johnson. Um, I mean, you know, McDermott's got a key role. Um, Byram, Taves, Johnson, Eric Johnson, uh, like you said, Manson, McCarr, Gerard, those are your guys. So it'll be between the other Johnson, Jack Johnson, Murray, and... J-Mac, probably. Yeah. What about you? I'm... For my money, the guy who slides out, the two guys on the forward side who slide out for me are um, Logan O'Connor and Obey Kubel. Um, out, outside of his first 10 games and the 96 mile an hour fucking on a tee driver from the ladies tees on a par four. I mean, that was incredible. <laughs> I mean, you took that shit from the ladies tees, bro. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to get a hat trick so bad that game. Oh, because he had two, I think. Yeah. OC has a great role with this team. He's an important penalty killer. But Confer can do it too. Um, Cogs can fill it. I mean,. I, I don't know on that one. I mean, you might probably just rotate in Knack and OC just for the hell of it, but I think Cogs is in there full-time. Helm's in there full-time. Um, obviously, you get two of the three big pieces back with Landis Cog and McKinnon for game one. Well, we're hoping Landis Cog for game one. The report is he will be back. Um, yeah. And then obviously on defense, Taves, Taves and McCarr, good luck breaking those guys up for the next five years. He signed Taves to an extension yesterday. Um, you need to. Um, yeah. Manson and Gerard and then EJ and Byram. I mean, your six, your top six are set for your defenseman too. I mean, yeah. JJ can slide in if needed. I, I think maybe. But that, that's why I like McDonald though. Because he could be that switch guy, exactly. And, and and McDonald takes the place of Curtis McDermott, in my opinion. Because McDonald can play forward, he can play defense. It doesn't matter to him. He doesn't give a shit. He wants to play. He wants to play hockey. And he wants to play it at the highest fucking level possible, and he does it consistently. Yeah. We we remember him back at the Eagles. We fucking loved his play. We He's were just killer. waiting killer. for him. We were just waiting for him to make that next jump. Um, I I think McDonald for. And depending on how the roster lines up, I think you can only keep 23. McDonald might be the black ace. Maybe McDermott's the black ace. I don't know. Um, I think you get more versatility out of a Jacob McDonald than you do a Curtis McDermott. That's just yeah. my opinion. But McDermott serves a purpose in the Nashville and Minnesota series. Delorier's, Most a, fucking, Delorier's a fucking pest. He you know is that. a monster. Yeah. I mean, he will, he'll throw up 100 hits. Mm-hmm. Bro, he, bro, he he was the only one keeping me in games in our fantasy league. 
because yeah. I had Delorier and he's getting 10, 12 hits a night, getting me six points. Like, come on. A quarter of a point to hit. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> hey, man, it works out. I fin- uh, hey, I finished third, though. That's yeah, not bad for my I, first year. That was ho- I had a horrible stretch, man. That was horrendous. Um, and then, obviously, your two goalies being Frankie and, and, and Kemp's. Um, Murray. Yeah. If I don't see Ryan Murray in this playoffs, it's not going to upset me. Um, I, I'd much rather see a Jacob McDonald in there or yeah. even a, even a Jack Johnson instead. Um, the, the, the trap you can't get into is putting, you, you can't get the law firm together on the ice of Johnson and Johnson because it's just, it, it, it doesn't work. It just flat out does not it's, work. It's, it's too much of a liability. Although however fun it may be announcing and, Johnson and Johnson. And, and even Gerard, and this is going to kind of, come as a weird statement to make, but Gerard needs to be dropped off power play two for Byram. I mean, I, 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 I haven't, I, mean, I haven't seen the Gerard of past this year. I know he's been hurt. I know he played through injuries. I get it, but his skating looks off. He doesn't use the tornado anymore. I mean, nothing about his play makes sense. So there was a, I, I caught a glimpse of the old Gerard, Jared, um, a couple games ago against the, I want to say it was uh, the Blues. He looked okay that game. Um, or, uh, I don't know, I can't really remember who it was against, but there, was, there were signs of, of, you know, maybe he's kind of back to normal, and then, you know, he does something on the other end that's just like what what are you doing um so with him being as consistent as he was that covid year yes uh you have to expect him to step up especially against his former team um and yeah maybe you know that's the spark that he needs to get back into the mix power play wise who knows and I think that's just that's just what's going to come down to is is he going to be that spark? And if he's not, who's it going to be? Is it going to be yeah. is it going to be a BB four? Is it going to be Manson? Is it going to? I mean, you you know, McCarr and Taves are going to are going to quarterback everything coming out of neutral zone, um, coming out of D zone and into neutral and even on power plays. They're quarterbacking everything. I mean, Kale McCarr shooting the puck is still just such a dangerous thing to have. And the, the thing I love, so that power play goal that he scored um, against St. Louis. So he, he, uses, he loves to use that tomahawk opening. Um, you see him do it a lot, and he's really, a lot more players are starting to use it now. Kirill Kaprizov did it a ton yesterday. Um, when he opens up like that, that's his, he's prepping to shoot the puck immediately. But the thing that I like is when Valerian Nachushkin comes across, and Don Scully was really good about doing this. He would come across as Makar is shooting it, take the eyes away after the release. And Bennington in that first round was getting beat left, right, center off of that play. If they can consistently get that play, they're going to score every power play goal. But that also comes down to Kadri's got to win the draw. Landeskog's got to win the draw. McKinnon's got to win the draw. Whoever the hell's taking it. 
Yeah, and they've been they've been getting a little bit better uh, face off wise. Uh, just the last few games, it's been getting closer and closer to fifty fifty. Is what you like to see. Um, and yeah, I think you know Bednar. He did the right thing in resting his top guys against Minnesota yesterday, and they, they didn't even make the um, trip. They stayed in Denver. Yeah, which I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, I mean, especially considering the history that we have had. I'm completely okay with it. Um, it's just like, like Colorado teams and injuries, man. Um, it's like a bug that we can't shake, can't seem to shake. But I hope, you know, knock on wood, we're going to have a healthy, you know, healthy run. And um, yeah, we'll be able to see this team win a, win a cool 16. All right. Last thing in closing. Who is your X factor for this series? On both sides. All right, so I'll start with Nashville. Their X factor has to be Duchesne. He's continued to he. This is like the only year he's kind of shown out in a while, and he needs to continue to do that for him for them to even sniff a shot. Because they're going to need secondary scoring. It can't be all Yossi, and you know guys like Janot aren't going to step up every night for them. So. Yeah, for X Factor for Nashville, I'm going to have to go with like a 1A, 1B Duchesne slash goalies for them because Saros not being healthy is a big narrative. Um, for the Avalanche, my X Factor is going to be Nuke. He has to be continue to be that menace that he is, and I, I truly think that his meshing with Lekkonen and Mac power play one will be a killer in the playoffs. So, uh, but yeah, what about you? I, what it's going to, for the, uh, for Nashville, what it's going to come down to is really, if their top line can stay hot, they're going to stay hot. That's the thing, right? Um, outside of their, really their top five guys, they don't get a lot. Um, the the big thing that Nashville is going to need is um, their their third line. That's going to be their X factor right now. Um, being able to maintain a line of Nico Sturm, Alex Newhook, and JT Confers is going to present a little bit of a challenge. A very uh, speedy line, a very good line that's uh, defensively sound. Um, and when they get a good opportunity, they can put the puck in the net and put it in the net in bunches. Um, that that top the the top line matchup of Forsberg, Granlund, Duchesne against Landis, Granton, and McKinnon is obviously going to be the the talking point throughout the series. Um, and I mean even Ryan Johansson, who's a fucking av killer, um, is going to be a, a huge is going to be a huge problem. Um, and obviously Yossi and Makar, another huge storyline. Um, but that that it for me it's the bottom of the bottle the bottom sixes for Nashville. Um, if they can kind of keep hold and keep the top line at bay and then maybe get some production from their bottom six, which statistically this year they haven't, um, I, I think they've got a good shot. Um, for Colorado, though, um, if this guy can get it going, I mean, he's been close in the last few games, too. He's been really close. Um, 
if, if this one guy can get it going, because once he gets rolling, I mean, we've seen it. it he'll just start kind of taking off, which is uh, honestly amazing because the if he gets one, he'll get two. He gets two, he gets three, and just so on and so forth. Um, it's it's going to be Bowen Byram. I mean, take out that first game against um, Chicago where he was one and one for two and was a was a plus two on the night. Um, and I mean, what are we seven games later? He tucks two against CBJ um, and and kind of just falls off the rails for a few months. And he's starting to you're starting to see him get it back. His minutes are consistently going up. Um, and, and they're trust, you can see Bednar's trusting him a little bit more and a little bit more, um, every single night. Um, and the, the big key for me too, is once he came back, it's not like he came back and was like shying away from hitting or getting a hit. He came back and said, I'm going to keep, go back to playing my, my style of play, which is two way hockey. I can put the puck in the net and I can lay the body when I need to. So, um, I mean, X Factor for me, BB4. And I'd be willing to bet he gets one in, uh, he'll, he'll probably get one in game three, is my guess. He'll do it in Nashville because we always have some weird fucking shit with Nashville. We, we'll score some, some fourth liner or some stupid shit. We'll score some dumb goal. Who, I don't remember who the hell it was for the Avs. Um, not, not Andrew Ghetto in game five, but there was some weird goal. Um, that Colorado sc- scored early on. Oh, Gabriel Bork. That's who it was. It, oh, wow. Just some random dude who scores. He scored consistently. You're like, what the fuck? And it, it's going to be one of those series where it's not going to be the top guys who are going to do it. It's going to be, um, it, it's going to be your bottom pair who are going to decide the series. And that's why I went with, with Nuke as mine. Cause I see him as kind of the bridge between that. I mean, he's 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 elevated his play to where you know he could be a first liner anywhere. Um, that that much is said and done. But and here, they here's my sign him. here's here's my question. Here's here's my last question too. Are the yeah. Predators do they maybe doubt themselves a little bit after their they played their full roster last night? Yeah. Are they doubting themselves a little bit after blowing a four goal lead against the Coyotes team who had nothing to play for? I would be. I mean, that game, Jared, watching that comeback, Arizona just, they, they out-toughed them. They're like, yeah, like that's a nice four-goal lead you got there. We'll raise you five. All it took was a couple fights. And there's a lot of Nashville people that think that this Avs team is the same quote-unquote soft Avs team. And we are both here to tell, you know, that it, that is not the case. Far from it. Um, I mean, Kale could lay the body. Miko lays the body. Mac is one of the strongest pound-for-pound players in the league. Landis God can fight whoever he wants. Um, and that's not even talking about McDermott if we decide to bring him on. So, for the Predators fans that think it's just going to be, oh, you know, soft abs team, not the case. I mean, we'll play Smashville hockey this time around. I'll just, I'll say that. But on a, on another note, who do you think gets the first goal for the Avs, game one? I mean, it's 
going to be Kale McCarr, right? I mean, the, the, I dude, the, the dude has a, and it's going to be on the power play. Power play goal. It's just, it, it, it's, how it, it's just how it always goes, man. I mean, I mean, last year, first, first goal of the playoffs, Kale McCarr on the power play with that, with that, with that moving screen, that nuke supplies. So, um, I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty obvious that it's going to be Kale again. Kale's a good pick. I'm just gonna have I'll have to I'll, have to, I'll say Rantanen just for devil's advocate to get a second opinion. He has to step out and he has to step out early for him to have a good impact on this series. He's just that type of player. So um I'm gonna say Rantanen and that'll probably be our abs Twitter psychics too. Um <laughs> believe it or not. But uh in other news, we did start an Instagram page. Uh go ahead and sauce us a follow there. Uh we'll be doing uh, everything from you know clips to just like little news quippets to uh, audio feeds, you name it. Um, Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, much like our Twitter, there will be some memes as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, Jared, any uh, any closing thoughts, my friend? Last little <clears throat> shout out, um, friend of the program, um, Lorenzo. Uh, he's a very a uh, popular was well, starting to become a very popular uh twitch streamer when the overwatch community uh he's participating in the phase uh 100 the phase one top 100 challenge and uh he found out two days ago uh that he made it into the top 20 he was in the group first group that he made it um he also got uh the mcdonald's award for uh, uh most diverse streamer so uh, i don't know if mcdonald's tossed him a little extra money on that one too but um i i've known lorenzo since i think 17 or 18 uh at msu denver and um we we had talked even back then about you know the growth of gaming and esports and uh live streaming and everything else and just seeing seeing someone you know um get to that point with um with, with a top flight organization like phase is pretty pre- pretty huge i mean he already won the the houston outlaws content creator title so he was partnered with the outlaws for over a year um and now he's he, he's in deep with phase and now he's going he's he lives in la right now for school but he's going to go down to the to the phase compound for the next week or so uh, next couple weeks i think it starts monday um next couple weeks and go through that entire process and uh i, I mean it's just it, it's amazing to to see that uh, the the dude is he, he's he might be one of the most humble dudes ever um I mean, the, he's, he grew up, uh, in Germany, he played soccer out in Germany. He's got, um, um, and he came to Metro and played at Metro too. I mean, we, that was like, I think it was like our third or fourth episode. He was on there and, um, we just kind of went, we just kind of talked for two episodes and I mean, it was, uh, it was just a blast. I was in, I was in the process of moving, I believe. Yep. So yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Yep. So you missed that one, but I mean, I mean, that definitely for him. Like, I, it's a huge congratulations to him. I mean, that's huge, um, and super excited for him because I I know that yeah. he's put a lot of time and effort in. I mean, he's really kind of gone full time streaming along with doing full time master's program in the last uh, year, year and a half. So just to kind of see where he's gone from a year and a half ago to now was just phenomenal. So um, Lorenzo, if you listen to this, I don't know if you will. Uh, we're proud of you. We're happy to call you a friend, friend of the program for sure. So, um, maybe a little bit down the line after he gets out of this 
phase challenge, he'll come on and chat with us and give us a little bit of an insight of what it was like. Yeah, yeah, and congrats again, Lorenzo. That's just awesome news. But uh, but yeah, um, we will probably be getting back on a pretty consistent schedule as far as uh, releasing these episodes um, because you guys know it's the second season that counts. So <laughs> work has slowed down finally. That's been the biggest key. Yeah, I'm. It's. I mean, Joel and I've been trying to do this for two weeks now. And just yep. we couldn't we, we couldn't get it done. And now we're finally able to. We're finally sitting down on a Saturday, able to do it, which is amazing. So yeah. and um, that's huge. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in again. Again, uh, season two, episode one, kicking it off. And we've got a lot more uh, content heading y'all's way. So be easy, uh, stay safe, and we'll see you Wednesday. My family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.